Hello there, Vitamizers. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast brought to you by MSW Nutrition. My name is Allison here with you in Austin, Texas, and your co-hosts for this show are Jonathan Mendoza at Nurse Doza on Instagram and Baldo Garza at Tex-Mex Yogi on Instagram. Today's guest is very special, and I'm just going to do the ads before I even tell you about him. Here they are. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. This podcast is produced by Flabs to Fitness, Inc. Flabs to Fitness is an online wellness company that specializes in mindful eating, personalized workout programs, and offers a subscription workout program for 20-minute workouts you can do anywhere. We also have a brand new online workout community called Online Workout Badasses, where we have three donation-based Zoom workout classes a week and an amazing community of people who are all working to be healthier together. Please join below in the show notes. It's also a social media content firm for creation and scheduling of content and engagement with your fans on a variety of platforms, including this podcast. Find out more about Flabs to Fitness at www.flabstofitness.com. I remembered that while recording this intro. (laughs) Um, A little bit about this person, Alex Murphy, who is the guest co-host on episode 100 when we were in Barcelona. Alex Murphy and I met this person a few weeks ago, and um, we get into a lot of woo-woo shit, as we call it. (laughs) Um, But he does stand-up comedy, just like I do, and he's really into learning more about spiritual things, and he does some incredible body work and wants you to guess his name. So if you guess his name, it is said on this podcast – if you want to guess his name, shoot us a DM on Instagram at MSW Nutrition. Send us an email at uh, baldo at mswlounge.com. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm putting Baldo's email out there. We would love for you to guess what this person's name is and maybe we'll hook you up with something fun. Um, but this is our secret guest on the How Do You Health podcast. We are created by sound. We are created by the song of the universe. We are created by sound. We are created by the song of the universe singing with the trees. 
singing with the song of the universal. We are created by a sound. We are created by the song of the universe. Singing with the trees. Singing with the whales. Oh, where's Dory? Singing with the honeybees. Buzz, buzz, buzz. So this is a show based on talked about frequency. Yes, that's what we're doing today, <laughs> talking about frequency. And this is the Hadi Health Podcast on a beautiful Friday morning. Mm. Uh, I'm Tex Max Yogi. We got Nurse Doza, and we have Allison today. And uh, we'll see if you guys can figure out our guest's name throughout the show. So let's get this party started. So where did you and Allison meet? <laughs> what a question. <laughs> Allison, go ahead and answer. Met at a lovely little plot of land in Dripping Springs last weekend. <laughs> That's cool. That is where we met. That's awesome. Social yes. distancing at its finest. Yes. Right? Yeah. Lots of open air, lots of grounding time. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So, uh, what brought you to Austin actually? Was it uh, coming and hanging out for this past weekend or have you been here for a while? No, I've actually never been to Austin, Texas. So, this was a new experience for me and came out to. Uh, experienced this past weekend and we were uh, doing ceremony together very special with a bunch of classy folks and uh, yeah dropping in with some uh, medicine music some plant medicine mm-hmm yeah so plant medicine has been a kind of a hot topic amongst our crowd our tribe here the past couple years really yeah, we have... Uh, we talk about it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah we yeah. have... I mean, we still need to get Lynn Marie on for her own because she started her own podcast for it. But it, it's fascinating. A lot of it stems from, like, Mexico, right, which is really cool. So we have a lot of friends that come up from Mexico, and they're like, they're doing ceremonies with plants down there you've never heard of. And I'm like, that's so awesome because it's all medicinal, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, so tell us a little bit about your ceremony, if you don't mind. Like, what, what is plant medicine in your mind? So, um, first, I didn't lead it. I helped to facilitate it. A dear friend of mine led it, and he's very, very skilled. Um, It's a multi-traditional ceremony, so draws roots from the yogic, the Indian, uh, Native American, down to uh, the Peruvian and the indigenous tribes. So, a lot of people speak about plant medicine, and that's actually an improper uh, way to connotate it, Mm -hmm. because the accurate way is uh, la plantas maestras, so it's the plant masters, plant teachers, uh, and you come to commune with that. And they do have the healing uh, uh, capacity and aspect yeah. of them, that's right. Um, but healing, uh, when you really start to see it, is not the journey itself. It's a step on the journey. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting we say step because healing, heal, step. So when you bring your weight, your awareness from the past, your heel, and move to the sole of your foot, the center, you're in the soul of your being, so you can move forward in the present. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a great way to describe it. Um, I imagine that, because we're, we are talking about frequencies, when you're, would you consider it ingesting these frequencies and, and you know, kind of setting off a good vibrational equilibrium because you're in, ingesting the plants? No. Okay. How would you present frequency with plants? Um, or would you? Communicate like a plant 
be like an animal, so like being, the presence of a deer is very different from the presence of a hawk, very different from the presence of a rat. So the being of an animal, communicate like a plant, digest like a mineral, and, uh, you know, rock your superhuman and your human Dude, abilities. That's a song right there. Yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> Absolutely. Um, how frequencies work with plants is, the, you know, we talked about communicate it, so... Um, I just recently learned that you're into ESP, into the psychic phenomenon, and a lot of people don't understand because they really only believe that the physical body and anything they can see or touch exist. But the most real things are the things you cannot see, the space in between you and me, how we feel that, and when we're tactile, tactically aware of that, we can really move in harmony with each other. And so... Um, when you're leading a ceremony um, or even taking part, the more you can exude, be from your core, the more you can um, emit that frequency of love instead of I'm afraid, the what if, I can't, uh, I'm trying, I'm giving my best. And you're, you, you just are your best. Makes sense. Yeah. That's really interesting because I was, someone asked me what I thought the word grace meant recently <laughs> and uh you kind of explained something similar to that where it's like there's so much emptiness and space in the universe that the idea that i can even experience consciousness th <laughs> that's grace to me because like how many emptiness doesn't experience anything mm. ever at all yeah and there's way much more nothingness in the, in the universe than the, oh, and you might consider it something right because it's still well, it's still there well, it's still there well i wonder do you believe that you're supposed to have a certain amount of emotions you're supposed to feel in a lifetime like like like, like do you are you asking me like do i think that there's a limit to them like yeah. I, I don't like, like hormones like there you only get so many well, or whatever yeah yeah i don't think so so there's there different variations of like bliss because in the frequency pattern, you'd say, like, you get to experience joy. And what's joy to a lot of people? Sure. Well, I think that they're just trying to... As far, I mean, I think they do a very good job of describing or putting a, a number to that, but I don't necessarily know that... Let's take oh, a quick bliss poll. is this and that's it. What's joy to you, Allison? Then we'll move along our panel. Mm. <laughs> Way to start with me. Um, <laughs> hey, you came. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Why don't we just go eat breakfast? <laughs> Um, joy to me is, I would almost use another word to describe it that doesn't necessarily, I'll just say it. It's like a combination of gratitude and understanding that everything is funny. <laughs> We've talked about this before because our guest also actually does stand-up comedy and um, uh, Alex Murphy, who was our uh, guest on the New Year's or the 100th episode, he um, he and I talked about like what is your favorite thing ever. We had this conversation a couple weeks ago, and I just said laughter. Sure. So I think joy is like gratitude and laughter. Gratitude and laughter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a uh, quick commercial break. Everybody, what's my name? Okay, back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> So, what would yours be? What is joy to me? 
<laughs> like this right here is joy. It's just, just the, I don't know. Like I said, just the fact that I get to experience life and 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 the present, like present exper experience, is is joy to me. As opposed to like, oh, I'm sad because of this, or I'm happy because of that. Just, just like present experience is, is joy to me. Mm. I feel like it's floating. Hmm. To me, it's a physical emotion, mm. and it's interesting because you're almost like describing, like you're both kind of describing, and I'm wondering like, is joy a, a physical feeling? Like, what does joy feel like if it's physical? Like, is it nausea? I feel it in my solar plexus, just like mm -hmm. really. Like emanation. Yeah. 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 What about you? Well, I feel that in my heart more than yeah. anything. Yeah, heart too. First, if you saw the movie Inside Out, study Joy. Study her actions, and you'll hear Jonathan's response that it's physical. Um, you'll see where she's moving from, the solar plexus, um, that emanation, that regardless of what happens, she is moving with her proclamation to uh, to be that. So joy is like happiness. It's something you choose. It's something you choose. And it's a way of walking. You can, <laughs> it's like, you know, people be like, I don't know what it is, but I know it when I'll know it. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can really see when someone's exuding it. Yeah. Yeah, so then it, it's almost the situation has to illuminate joy from you it has to pull that emotion from you right or you you bring it to the situation yeah you bring I think it to exactly. the point that he exactly. is your yeah, choice yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but see that's that's different from the view of somebody looking at a glass half empty glass half full right because they could say in any situation it's hard to find joy in the situation yeah. right because they're stuck in well, the optimism pessimism game Correct. right exactly and it, and it's it's especially now, well, right? You just kind of see it with a lot of people, and it's very quick to kind of go to the I can't, not you know, like the negative kind of like that's not going to happen, and say, well, what if your mind just says, well, what if it could happen? Like, what if it, there was no limit? Like, what if fear was not there? It's just like yeah. that would happen. Would you be more joyful through your everyday experiences? Most people would probably say yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think so. I was. Something that resonated so well with me, I was reading or listening to a podcast, I don't remember one or the other, but it was talking about uh, people like being in traffic and, you know, getting pissed off because someone cut, cut them off. And <laughs> made, made the comment about, like, I, I don't react that way because I'm not going to let that person take my joy away. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, it's my choice to either react to that or I can just stay in my joy. And, and, and it is a choice, right? Because, yeah, you can easily, and you might even think about, like, oh, I'm going to, you know what? I'm not letting that person take my joy away. And then you just go back to that. Right? See, see, for me, it'd be like, I'm going to be angry. Yeah. And you, you can have joy in anger. So joy is that color or hue with emotionality. So again, it's your choice on how you're going to respond. Even if you're stuck in a reaction, you can bring in that joyfulness um, or that gratitude. Happiness is intimately linked with gratitude. So the, the funness that... Oh my God! I gotta be pissed off right now <laughs> because this too shall pass. All flubs, all moves. So the fact you get to be angry, you don't have to. You should embrace. You get it. to wake up. Yeah. You should embrace, and that's why I said the idea that you have emotions, even the positive negatives associated with an emotion. What if an emotion was just an accepted part of being? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like you just say, like, okay, today I'm supposed to be pissed off three times. 
Well, we get to experience right? those, like, right? Like, think about it. What if that was your goal? Like, I'm going to go in every day and say, I'm going to be pissed off, really pissed off three times today. And it's up to you to how you control how pissed off you be at what situation, right? <laughs> like, maybe you stub your toe and you just lose it, right? You just start <laughs> smashing pillows and all that. But then when someone cuts you off, you're like, that was fine. No big deal. <laughs> Peace, folks. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. What would what would your outlook be like then? Imagine what – and this is kind of talk we've had with frequencies. You can take and pull yourself out of it. Right, and, and you don't just hover it like joy, right? You come down to possibly here, but hopefully it doesn't drop too low, mm. right? So, like, you don't want fear and anger and guilt and shame and all that to be associated in very similar thoughts to like joy, right? Because that's a big drop, right? Imagine if you kind of just say joy kind of like, eh, like, I don't understand, right? Maybe, and that's okay. Like, you accept that you don't understand. And if you stay and you don't understand, but that's okay, you'll never get back to, res like, resentment. Right. And I imagine there's for a lot of people, people will get cut off and it takes them back to some kind of bullshit that happened like six years ago with someone. Yeah, that cut them more off. Of a trigger yeah. And it triggers it. past trauma. Yeah. And all of a sudden yeah. they go off and it had nothing to do with this situation other than the fact they just triggered that. Right. Because what will happen in a psychosomatic standpoint, a car accident, somebody goes in a car accident. Years later, they get all this treatment for it. They get better. They hear the same screech of the tires. It brings them back to that same kind of pain again. Which is pretty incredible. In a very physical, so, in a very physical manifestation. way. Manifestation, yeah. yeah. So would you would you say then that a big portion, like a big, one of the most important pieces of healing is making sure that you aren't allowing those past traumas to resurface in the present? I don't know. That's a good question. I would love to hear y'all's take on it because essentially Wait, so if you, you had your ceremony this weekend, you address that. What did you ask that question? So my question was like, and one of the facilitators talked about a car accident, and it was interesting because she was in a terrible car accident. And, uh, like, she got smashed between two semi-trucks when she was in a small car. Um, and when she was describing it, I felt myself flinch up because of the car wrecks that I have been in. <laughs> and I didn't even realize, like, I was still, I still remembered it in that capacity. And so my question is, do you think that a big portion of healing is actually just making sure that those past traumas don't resurface in the present. Like if you're represented with the same situation, do you want to have those past traumas to inform how you react in the current situation? What, it's crazy, right? Cause I was, I was actually, I was reading a finance book <laughs> and for, this passage came out on there about like the brain, you know, having evolved, evolved over like millions of years and it's primary goal is to keep you alive mm -hmm. like your happiness is not its primary function it's survival right so it's like it's there for a purpose so it's more of like how can you accept that maybe understand the messages that it's giving you why you're reacting that way and then still be bigger than that right than those emotions everybody who's listening right now First of all, hi. <laughs> Second of all, um, sit up or stand up. Feel in your body where there's discordance right here and now. Move your hands over that area and just move it out of you with your hands. Or rub the area, acknowledge it, be with it, bring wholeness, bring bliss i.e. the full completion, the full flow of any feeling. You fully feel anger and allow it to flow through you. You drop into um, 
deep passion. You feel sadness um, flow through you all the way. You feel the gates of the flowing river. You. So it's not the emotion that's the issue, it's your issue with the emotion that's the problem. So with trauma and past experiences, someone brings up something and you feel um, yourself clench, tench, um, go into your head, wherever, uh, immediately drop back into the tactile awareness, your sight, feel something, clap your hands, touch, um, breathe through your nose. Um, so you can drop out of your afraidness or your memory of it and the pain that was there and bring meaning to that experience regardless of how horrific or minor it was and because you're bringing meaning to it here and now the pulse the amplitude of how it affects you will be less and less the more you apply this so in conclusion you are already healed it's your choice to act from that healed space or to act from oh my god it's still with me oh my god story 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 is that relevant to uh the uh pain is inevitable suffering is uh a choice what was it pain is inevitable. oh yeah pain is inevitable suffering is optional is yeah the... i like to change that a little bit um after i share allison will talk a little bit about this um but I like to say sensation is inevitable, suffering is a choice. Mm -hmm. Because everything will come in, stuff will come to you. Some yeah. stuff you like, you're like, oh, that's, <laughs> oh, bring some more of that. <laughs> and some stuff will come to you and be like, that's pointy and sharp, no, no. Yeah. So sensation in many forms, many textures will come to you, but are you gonna hold on to it? Or are you just gonna let it pass through and be with it? So talk about that teaching, Allison. Here in a second, um, before you go, there's my, my favorite, one of my favorite yoga teachers, Jerry. He he puts you in the most awkwardest positions for <laughs> long periods of time. <laughs> and his favorite word is that, like, come on, guys, like it's sensational, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. you're sensing this. It's not painful. It's mm -hmm. sensational. Mm -hmm. Whether however you want to experience yeah, that, yeah. but then you grow from it, and then all of a sudden you can do like a handstand. All of a sudden, like in after like a. 20 minute class mm -hmm. right? you know or like you can do like this weird back bend that i've been trying it's incredible it's pretty neat but go for it oh i it sounded like you had something else to add i i i, I don't know <laughs> i mean um we did uh, a rape ceremony on tuesday night also called hape it's uh tobacco that you take through the nose and um very uh not a pleasant feeling. <laughs> we'll say that. It's super pleasant for me. Uh, yeah, I almost just said your name. Um, <laughs> uh, he he administered uh, the ceremony um, for both me and Alex, and um, we. Uh, I've only ever had it twice before then, and it's like when you administer it, there's like a, a set, it, it looks like a pipe that. It's the, called a tepi. A tepi. Um, the one person blows through one end and then it goes into your nose from the other end. And, uh, that the, the saying, the pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional came to my mind because the first nostril, it hurt 
like a motherfucker. Like I immediately started crying and I knew in my head, like for this to be done, you're supposed to get the other side. So I couldn't just tap out. Right. And so, (laughs) um, that, that saying came into my head as soon as I felt my eyes start watering and when you, yeah. And you just breathe into it. And, um, when I, when I was ready to do the second side, I just thought of it again. And the second side didn't hurt. It just, I felt it still, but I just was like, oh, like, this is going to feel this way, but it's not going to, I'm not going to suffer on this side, and it'll be fine, and it didn't make me cry on that side, and it was fine, and then I dropped into the one of the deepest meditations I've ever had. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. So, and I, I think, going back to the original question you asked, right? you said, do we want to bring up those emotions? What if every time you bring up that emotion, that time, you learn something about yourself and something's removed, some barrier? Mm-hmm. I think there'll come a point when you have a traumatic event that you can reflect on it in a very different light. And as you get Ooh. older, you should be able to. Right. It's like when you go back and read a book that you love and you're mm-hmm. like, you yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I didn't, I'm thinking about it from different standpoints. I've told you, like everything now as a dad I mean, even movies are different. They're so different. Like, I just look at it now. I look at Days Confused, one of my favorite movies growing up as a kid. And I'm just like, what are these kids doing out all night? Like, where are their parents? They can call them. And it's just a different. My mind went there. Neuroplasticity is a thing, right? So, like, all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, like, why did I just think that? But it's cool because you grow, right? You imagine you speak to yourself when you're 18 again. I'm 18. You're not the same person. Yeah. Right? That you hope that you're not. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, that's that's the honest truth. God bless. And I still feel 18 18 18-year-old you would call you a narc today. Yeah, that pretty much. Place. <laughs> it would be like, I don't know who you are, man. Like, just sitting across from me. And it would be interesting because I'm, I would say life is experience. And every scar that I have on my body is a quick reference to checking in with something that takes me back. From a nostalgic standpoint to an emotion to a an intense situation to something that changed the course of my life mm. i mean i have scars that literally prove it and it's interesting because i remember i talked to my therapist one time and she's like when you started talking about that your thumb like twinged like it mm. just tensed mm. up mm. and i was like it's, it's crazy i said i felt that too mm-hmm. like it was just natural mm-hmm. Right. So if you want to say, hey, something's there, fine, you can go back and keep looking at it and keep saying, what do we need to pull from it? What else is there that I need to learn about myself? It's a painful situation, but it's the same deal with depression. It's the same thing that happens with anxiety. It's the same thing where somebody says, I'm still not good enough because of this issue that happened when I was 16. This guy, this person came in the other day, said uh, when I was in high school, I was told I was a piece of shit because I was gay. Every day slamming lockers every single day, just told like you're worthless. And then you can imagine the story after that, Hollywood movie style, right? Like went through this on the street. continuing to tell this story, guys. Remember the meditation we talked about to Mm. breathe and to to be present with that. Keep going. And the idea is that if if they're going through this, this person's sitting in front of me and looks like a successful person, Mm. but went through hell to get to this point. Mm. And in the last couple of years, the journey really has started, right? That's, That's a whole different life. Because when you're 18, 20, the honest truth is if you are this age right now, you don't know it. You'd, I mean, you really right. don't. Oh, it's just... And it, it's truth because you you so much to experience, right? You go and you travel the world. You meet new people. You have wonderful, deep conversations. And if you look at things and when it comes to life, what we're trying to do is get through this existence. But we're not merely survive but thrive. And how do you thrive? You take in wisdom and experiences 
from people who've been there and said this is called a human body this is called a tree like this is called a bird this is called a dinosaur a reptile these are the things that life has taught us so i would i like what you're saying what i'm getting from it too is it's beneficial to go back and remember <laughs> those things as long as you're using it productively once you, you get caught in the story loop of well i'm not good enough because this person told me i'm not good enough if you go back and keep reliving the pain and keeping it in that same state of pain that you were when you first heard it that's when it's bad bingo and you have to work at it because think about it if you're going a traditional route you're given pills and you say take these pills you're still in the same situation. It's like in chiropractic. I say, I can adjust you, but if you go back to sitting the same way, sleeping the same way, the posture goes back, it, it goes right back in the same holding pattern. It's a holding pattern. That's all it is. Guys, your holding pattern Your holding pattern is essentially like saying, all right, I'm going to make you tense up right now, Allison, because I'm going to bring back shit that you still haven't dealt with. Right. I think that's why our friend Keith has done 76 ayahuasca journeys, because there's probably a thousand episodes in his life of trauma mm -hmm. that he's like, I didn't deal with it back then. I surprised it. I went on with it. Yeah. And if you think about suppressing it, it's like history repeating itself. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to erase this well, and remove this, right? I, I've recently thought about that, like repeating itself. Yeah. Where, it, where it's like a, it's an energy you're still holding that it keeps continuing to come out. So it keeps attracting that same situation. Right. There's right. that. And also from the cellular level, <clears throat> I mentioned one of the facilitators had that really terrible car accident. And the way she talked about it too was like, you know, our cells will have completely, all, our entire body will be completely different cells in seven years. Yeah. But if you keep telling the same story to your cells as new ones are being created, those mm -hmm. new ones are picking up on that story as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, the sooner you can change that story that you're telling your body or your mind, the better, because it will naturally rejuvenate itself and pick up on the new stuff that you want it to think. Memories are like sleep, right? And this, we're crazy because there's deep mystical connection between dreams and how we rejuvenate the body right it's crazy if you think about it. the deeper sleep you get the less you remember your dreams but when you're in a dream state it's a collection of whatever you've been thinking about whether you choose to admit it or not right and you have the craziest dream sometimes and it's a collection of something that happened that day or maybe something you've been dealing with and you hear about it people say it woke me up i have nightmares that woke me up and it's like the spider crawling on the wall and you're like, God, that keeps happening. Mine has always been uh, my teeth fall out. Mm. And I looked it up and it's like loss of control, right? Is that a time in my life when I don't feel like I have control? And it could be a, a situation like this. Mm -hmm. Now imagine a pandemic's going on. We own businesses, right? And it's tough to kind of control what's going on. But what if I said, well, I can control what goes on in my head to a certain extent, right? Totally. But if I don't, if I don't remember and train myself into a pattern of routine to where it's like, I'm doing this to help my body just stay healthier longer, then it's like this debt that will never catch up. You lose memories, they never come back. You can try to bring them back, but if you forget something when you were six and everything, you suppressed it, it's gone. Unless you go through the weeds to pull that out. And that's what we've always talked about with like, uh, with psychedelic therapy. If you basically give psilocybin, MDMA, ayahuasca, DMT, and you give that to someone who has been suppressing something for 20, 30 years, and you pull that out, you have to be prepared 
for whatever demons and weird shit that just comes with it because the deepest, darkest secrets somebody will not tell you right off the bat. And no one is an open book to start off with until they feel comfortable enough to realize this is who I am. This is who's defined me. I don't care. I don't care that I went through all this because it brought me to here now with y'all. And mm-hmm. to get to that point, each one of y'all have been on a journey throughout your whole life to feel comfortable just saying that. Because deep down, each one of us has had depression, eating disorders, right? Insecurity, imposter syndrome, right? And we're still going through it. So all the people that we see 40, 50, 60 years in the life are saying, I still feel like I'm an imposter. I still feel depressed all the time. I still can't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Still can't poop. Still can't poop. And it's it's weird, right? Aldo always brings it to poop. You had to, right? You just had to. Yeah. It's just my favorite word, that's all. I think, too, I, I like what you're saying about dreams. I've been more and more fascinated about them lately. Just, like, especially since, like, doing Aya. Like, it feels kind of like you're in a dream for parts of it. You're 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 aware of where your physical body is, but your head is like having all these conversations with other things. Um, and I, my grandma said this to me yesterday because I I said something about writing gratitude as if about things that haven't happened yet, as if it's already happened. Yeah. I was like, you know, Ma, like God doesn't care about time, so like if you can feel what it's like for that thing to happen, He's probably already making it happen, just not right now. Um, and she said, well, that makes a lot of sense because like, it's just as easy to be excited about good things coming as it is to be worried about bad things coming. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And, Cause we and, obsess about the bad things that could come, right? Like, and she well, is a person who is constantly people. worried. Yep. So having her have that realization was huge, yep. but it's true, right? Like yep. why, why would you want to, I mean, you're, it's your choice, but you're going to miss a beautiful thing because all your negative things that have happened in your life. Hopefully you took something from it and you said, I'm stronger, I'm better, I'm, I'm, this happened because of it. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're in the health and wellness journey, it's kind of gone to that point. You said there's this traumatic event that I couldn't figure out with the help of other people. I, I kind of did more research, learned about who I am and how I function, and next thing you know, I'm able to manage it. Every single chronic disease, right? I mean, let me ask you this. How are you thinking about the echo? Yeah, I hear that too. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you this. Let's take a moment of pause yeah. for the echo, echo, echo. <laughs> this, is, this is the commercial break again, right? Allison yeah. chimes yeah. in. Yeah. What's my name? How, what did we even... Hello? No. What is... How cool is this? I testing. Okay, that's that. I kind of like the echo. I mean, I think I can remove it. I'm pretty sure I can remove it in... Embrace the echo. Guys, everybody give Allison, like, your chi, your chi. She's going to destroy the echo. <laughs> she, she I just don't hunt. know which mic it is. But testing, testing. That's not that. Echo lesson when you did that. Testing, testing. Hello, hello. Hello. Is that the FX? Hello. This thing? I mean, it's on here, but what's the... Talk again, Baldo. Hola, hola. There. Testing. Hello, 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 hello. I think we're good. Okay. It's less. Well, I don't so, know. So uh, I got something I wanted. I can still hear it's it. Still here, it's still <laughs> happening for Change sure. We're here. Too. Could you take that out later? I think so, but let's see. I don't think it's. Uh, 
It's a problem. If it ain't broke, <laughs> don't fix it. Oh, but I already started fixing it. It might, it might make the broken. listeners feel like they're in here the with us. Like Maybe. they're tripping. Am I tripping right now? Yeah. They're like, this is a badass episode. Transcendent vibes that we have here. So we've been talking about, oh, that is louder now. Yeah. So uh, we've been talking about uh, creating experiences for people as a healing modality mm. and, uh, and talking about how we can, and we've done a, a few already, not necessarily with psychedelics, uh, but with vitamin therapies, manipulating biochemistry, basically, and, uh, and then adding sound and vibration. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about, like, how can we tune uh, certain vibrations to help or enhance the the experience the healing experience um i w would like for you to speak on that so that he can expand on that so one of the, one of the things <laughs> and we that, still haven't said his name <laughs> one of the things that we we realize is, is going back to like the joy the shame the guilt when you have those emotions let's say with science you want to put a number on everything right so you put a number on like shame like let's put it at 50 like very shameful number. It's a shameful number. Yeah, it's a very low, like it's a horrible number. I don't want to be associated with a lower frequency number. All our fifty-year-old listeners are now angry. And, and, right, they it's might like, be. I'm fifty years old, like you know. And if you have the frequency raised above to joy, uh, you could look at joy as anywhere from five hundred to six hundred, maybe even seven hundred, depending Real on the. So, <laughs> if you have it raised up that high. How do you raise your level of consciousness? How do you raise your level of frequency? Your vibration has to increase and maybe the megahertz change, right? And so we thought about the ideas, like go back to the trauma aspect. Let's say that every time it gets to that point, you kind of just, it doesn't just get, you can't get past it. And if you can't get past it, can you get something that, that kind of helps you just basically take you out of your element you let your guard down and for some reason you can't i don't know like if i tell you this glass is empty but you say no it's still full how do i change your mind it's like well i'm just going to kind of disassociate you for a second from yourself your own mind and then i'm going to retrain your brain to think this way and what's been incredible about it you think about like what's the movie eternal spotless was it eternal a, sunshine sign of the, sp uh, of the spotless mind. yeah the, the same kind of approach comes up is like when that trauma happens do you replace it with a new memory or do you create one like you know so like like for example like when you, that memory comes up again for allison's like and i hate to pick on you allison mm -hmm. but like car accident let's say when that happens what if you change that memory and it didn't happen like what if the car accident ever happened would you be able to frequency the vibration to where if you couldn't replace the memory, at least when you get to that point, you're vibrating now at joy? My vibration has up. definitely changed towards it. I mean, you were the first person I saw when that, like after that happened medically. Like I came in here the day after it happened and you like checked me out physically, made sure I was good. And you gave me an adjustment a few days later and gave me like advice on it. But yeah, no, that's a... And I don't know if if that's possible but that's kind of what we're looking at so imagine if we have you in that state of consciousness right where you take them to that point what if we have you on a speaker that's vibrating 
and I crank it up to this megahertz. And then I just say, all right, we're just going to let that run for a minute. You do your thing. Open it up. Get there and pull it out. She doesn't want to just, she doesn't want to address it, pull it out for her. And then at that point in your most vulnerable state, what do you do with that person? When you're basically saying the next step is up to you or is it up to me? Reprogramming. Yeah. It's neuroplasticity is its finest. And you can get it done. And see, this is what I've always understood with psychedelics. The psychedelics are not the idea that you're trying to get. They're just a tool. They're just a tool to get you mm-hmm. to that point. That's it. It, it. Because you can't let your guard down. You get so in front of yourself that literally I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, everything is beautiful. The answers are there, right? Baller's always told me. The answers are the there. The answers are always there. You just have to look at it from a different light and different angle to see it. Or just, well, or just let it, or let it happen. Let it I mean, or let it happen. That's why yeah. they call it plant teachers, is, yeah. and they always say too, like the ceremony is the easy part. The integration is the real work. It's like you can have the most profound experience of your life over a weekend, but unless you actually take that and apply it, you're not going to really get much out of it. Mm-hmm. So. There are a lot of open threads here. <laughs> Let's see if we can work with it. One, Jonathan mentioned consciousness. A lot of people talk about this term and don't know what they're talking about. This doesn't come a, come from a place of, I know better, you don't. This comes from my observation. If you agree with it, awesome. If you don't, you know look at what you agree with, look at what you want to draw from it, look at what you don't. This podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. People use the word consciousness when they mean awareness. Semantics are extremely important. Consciousness is everywhere, everyone, every time, every when. I'm going to repeat that. Consciousness is everyone, everywhere, every time, every when. So you tap into, say, the consciousness of a specific person. It's dropping into their essence. The awareness is what expands and contracts. So consciousness is what is, and awareness is how you move through what is. So we talk about being conscious, being unconscious. I think these terms really need an update because it's just, it's like when people talk about the divine, (laughs) God, this, that, or the other. We say the word, but do you mean what I mean? We don't know. So that's why important of clarity and communication, precision and speech. So as you're listening to us talk for the rest of this wonderful show, (laughs) (laughs) 
yes, you can listen to the words, but I encourage paying attention to the tonography as we chart the geography of our speech. Pay attention to the tone that carries the word, and that'll give you um, a deeper insight of the frequency we're talking about. So all these healing frequencies and some of the epic stuff that Jonathan brought up, I mean, you can hear his genius just being, uh, being shared and what he chatted about, um, you know, these different emotions, uh, joy being at the five to seven hundred range, guilt, shame being at that fifty. If you hadn't read the book, uh, Power Versus Force, dive into it. We were chatting about it um, before the show started, and it's it's highly worth it. You can so worth the read. And so where I'm going with this is frequency. Sometimes move very fast. Other times it goes a lot slower. Is slower worse than faster? No. Is it sometimes more applicable and sometimes like less applicable? Yes. Is higher better than lower? No, but higher is above lower. Better is not above. Can be doesn't mean. So people would be like, that's bad. Or they say that's negative. Positive and negative are mathematical terms. They don't mean good and bad. People associate. They assume that when someone says that was a negative experience, they mean that was bad. That is untrue. That is a falsehood. It's just like when they say, I can't do it. I can't do it is a lie. It is an excuse. It's you won't do it, which is cool. You say you won't do it, cool. But when you say I can't, you're like, okay, see you. All right. So... This is where the semantical use of your term terminology is key because when you're precise and you talk about derogatory experiences, you understand what people really mean instead of saying, like, oh, that's good, that's bad. Because if you ever watch Star Wars, Emperor Palpatine, when he says, good, you're like, oh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, right. In Jerry Seinfeld's uh, new Netflix special, which is, is cool to see him on stage again. Go, Jerry. Keep mm -hmm. doing your Seinfeld thing. <laughs> um, you know, he talks about the deep, intimate closeness between um, bad or it sucks and great. You know, he's like, oh, you dropped your coffee. And you're like, ah, oh, that sucks. And then what do you say? Oh, great. And he talks about this, this closeness between these things. So to pay attention to your feelings, and I'm going to wrap up this share before we move on to other people speaking because, you know, <laughs> things and stuff. Um, if you're in a state which you perceive as, I don't like this, get me out of here. If you move from that get me out of here place, you will recreate it. You will move back into that. And same thing, let's say you're in pure ecstasy, you're in orgasmic bliss. You're just with your friends, you're having a grand old time, and it's like, yeah, yeah. And you don't want it to end, and you're moving from the space of, I don't want it to end, you vitiate that feeling. Mm -hmm. So the key is noticing how you feel, and then moving from a centered space in that feeling. So you feel awful, you feel sick, move from a space of wellness, and you will move out of that. But you move from a space of escapism, you're going to be like Dory trying to read Escacabo, Escape. And like they're trying to leave, but she's busy reading the thing, so you're not there. So Ram Dasi say, be here now. Be here now. And then you follow the feeling to its conclusion, and bliss is on the other end of any feeling. doesn't matter what it is. Yep. It's like a spectrum. Mm -hmm. 
And that's that's interesting because after this conversation, that's how we started off with, right? It was like, are you supposed to feel those emotions? Um, there's if you ever really want an emotional release, and I think everyone deserves one, <laughs> right? <into> that <laughs> Obviously, every day you deserve to feel whatever you want, mm -hmm. but embrace it. You want to cry, go cry, all right? So we were just talking about that on the way over here. I I I, was, I talked about it last week or so. I said I love crying. It's awesome. It's like the best feeling because when you cry, you get it all out. Like it's just like. Oh, God, I needed that. But have you ever, like, happy cried? That's so That's awesome, too, right? Yeah. Like, you're just so joyful. Bliss. Like, oh, my God, I'm just melting. This is awesome, <laughs> right? Like, that's a cool feeling. So going back to the video deal, if you want to feel all the feelings, uh, there's this coach named Jimmy V, and he did this uh, speech for this thing called the ESPYs <laughs> back uh, in the 90s. And he was dying of cancer, and he was going to die. He probably had like a month to live. And he was like getting this award named after him, and he was up in front of the whole audience, and everyone knew what was going on, right? So he's talking. Everyone wants to hear his take on life. You think about it. You ever talk to someone who's about to die, mm -hmm. and you hear what they have to say? Their outlook on life is so different than yours and I will ever mm -hmm. be because they're just – they're coming to terms with a lot of the things that are inevitable. Exactly. Which is, I think, complementary in life, right? Because do you enjoy taste more? Do you enjoy the smells more? Do you enjoy the conversations more? Do you make more use of your time? Mm, absolutely. Right? And it was incredible because he's going through this speech and he's talking about like, here it is and this is what I've realized and thank you for this. And then they, they do the thing and they did movies like award shows. They start cutting them off, right? The sounds start music. <laughs> and he goes, cut that shit off. Like, you think I'm going to stop? Yeah, I know that y'all are telling me it's time. You think I care? He says that. I and mean, everyone, yeah, yeah, you know, starts clapping. But he says this. I'll never forget this. And, you know, at the very end, he says, look, what do we have in life? We have emotions. We have experiences. Think about this. If you cry and you laugh in the same day, that's a full day. All right? So here's to more of those. And so when I look at crying, I don't look at it as a bad thing at all. Right? It is negative, but it is very good. And remember, negative is akin to yin. Yin is woman, it's feminine, it is the dark end of the spectrum, the dark side of the hill. Yang is the light side of the hill, the masculine. So it's interesting because negative is actually very good. Positive can be very bad. And where do good intentions pave? The road to there. Mm. It's a spectrum. Mm -hmm. It's That's all it is, and you want to balance. And so we've had a talk of... Your frequency wants to kind of be more in this range. And we learned that we learned that in like labs, like inflammation markers, deficiencies, they all have to be within a range. You need balance. That's all you want in life. And we look at physical, chemical, and mental stressors as what you have to balance in your life in order to get through life. That's you call it quantum physics, right? We can call it chakras, we can call it meridians, chi. Right? Everyone has an explanation. Energy's not going through you in the right form. You said it earlier. There's some disproportion going on, dysfunction going on. Imagine if your spine just changes in texture and posture, like it disintegrates. If you basically look at someone who is a short, a foot shorter than they used to be, or they're hunched over and they have kyphosis. Spinal compression. Yeah, they're not healthy. 
because your nerves are your highway of information. They control exactly. everything. Exactly. Think about your vagal nerve, yeah. parasympathetic versus nervous, uh, uh, which is a sympathetic. sympathetic response in your nervous system. Sympathetic means that the vagal nerve goes into your heart, your lungs, your gut, and they contract the gut so you can't poop. They contract your heart so it beats faster, and they contract your lungs so you breathe faster. It Opposite. also constricts the rib cage so you breathe shallower. Right. Diaphragm, right? Mm -hmm. It affects that. So imagine if I'm a chest breather. Mm. I'm, I'm stressed all the time, right? I'm not engaging my core. So six years ago, five years ago, when I started saying, I'm really going to understand my body, mm. I said, man, I need to know how to breathe. Mm. So everybody who is listening and, you know, to those who aren't listening to check this out, <laughs> um, your vagus nerve, if you are on the left side of your neck, you can tap into it. It's right below your ear and goes down uh, right along your sternocleidal mastoid muscle, your SCM. You can just, you know, kind of where you take the pulse, push your hand into there and just feel around. And immediately, just as I put soft pressure there, my you probably heard me breathe. It's just like whoosh. If you find a place of pressure, place where it feels good space, breathe from that friction point between your fingers and your neck. Odds are, doing that, you'll be able to take a full breath. So the vagus nerve is very key for your um, physio emotional well-being. Thank you for bringing that up, Dr. Jonathan. Hmm. Our guest does body work very well, too. Lots do of a lot more than body work. But it's like, that's one of the things. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I've loved... Physical and celestial. Mm -hmm. I, I, when chiropractic was first introduced to me, you learn how to adjust the body. I, at least I did, like, nine different ways. And it was really cool because there's an energy component to it we learn chakras because there's something called applied kinesiology mm -hmm. and applied kinesiology was started by dr goodhart i'm learning right now and it was uh, a mix of chiropractic with acupressure acupuncture Everybody take out your journals pen and paper <laughs> yeah. the stuff up. this is this is really good stuff because it it, it taught you to adjust the body ch do checkpoints you check your neurolymphatics your neurovascular your nervous system, like the adjustment point, uh, you check mer your meridian points, and then there's an extension that checks like uh, your elements, mm -hmm. which is cool. So I yeah, learned like every yeah. time I wake up at three in the morning, it's associated with my lungs, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And it's really cool because there's muscles associated with uh, Chinese meridians. And imagine like in Chinese medicine, if there's blockage going through the chi and that pathway to the organ, the acupuncture point basically opens up the panel or the channel mm -hmm. and removes blockage. Mm -hmm. um, there was Which a means that there's a blockage in communication. Bingo. Mm -hmm. That's all you have to look at, right? Why is there dysfunction in the body? Dis-ease. Dis-ease, right? Inflammation. Stress equals in inflammation equals dis-ease. And when that happens, you remove the interference. That's all chiropractic and D.D. Palmer ever said. Just remove the interference in the nervous system. The body heals itself. The innate ability to heal yourself. And it's like the answer's already there. The answer's already there. The body's already been... The thing about it, we were born with everything we ever need for medicine on this earth. Mm -hmm. It's given to us, mm -hmm. right? We screwed it up, right? And we can't. We go back to nature, more towards nature, and we're fine, right? We get out of our, our own way is essentially what it is. But when <laughs> I was t teaching Baldo about this, he taught me yoga in a sense that like the chakras. And I said, oh, it's like the meridians. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, oh, well, it's like the same pathway. It's all the spine. 
right? And everything flows from there. Your nervous system is everything. You have to protect it. You have to nourish it, right? And when you contact this energy, and for people who've never felt this before, it's really incredible. You feel physical energy coming from the spine. Like you put your hand over someone's spine, you feel a magnetic pulse. It's the coolest thing in the world. What's that, practi- what's that practice called? With just I can't even think of it. Reiki? It's not Reiki. Bowen? Oh, Bowen? Bowen theory? That the, therapy? The, Bowen theory. Uh, what, what Jessica came yeah, on before. Theory, so, yeah. so they incorporated like acupuncture with myofascial release. That's what I was going to mention. It was like you, you already had the Chinese medicine knowledge. Baldo came in with the yoga and chakras. And then I was, when I started interning with you guys, I was like obsessed with fascia and fascial lines. And when yeah. I was showing some of them to you, you were like, oh, that follows the meridians too. Yeah. At one point we had a chart hanging in the old office that highlighted all of the different ones like that have been proven in the various studies. And it was cool how there yeah. were like yeah. six or eight of them that all overlapped. Yeah, because yeah. that hall has a network of energy. Uh-huh. That's what people understand your lymphatic system yeah is incredible you have basically blood work throughout your entire body right so then you would have lymph nodes around your knees around your armpits and all that if you ever had a lymphatic drainage it's the best thing because you reduce swelling you get all the toxins out of your system right like i did infrared sauna last night for like 90 minutes almost 80 minutes and it was cool they had a frequency thing in there so it had like a cardiovascular deal so i was messing with it but yeah like just think about all the ways that you can activate energy throughout your body. Jonathan, would you go over the two simple ways, really the only ways to activate and clean your lymphatic system? Ah, touch. And? Um, hmm, maybe heat. Sound. Sound. Say, I was gonna sound. Say movement. Vibration too. Yeah. Allison, would you repeat that louder? Movement. Movement. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The That's way cool. the way I understand the lymphatic system is for people who want like a physical visualization of it, it's like, it's, it looks a lot like another, um, cardiovascular system. It looks like, it looks like other veins, but instead of blood, it's pumping toxins and plasma and other things through the body, but it doesn't have a heart to pump it. So you are responsible for pumping it yourself. The heart pumps the blood for you to circulate it. But the lymphatic system is like, that's actually why people sell rebounding machines, the little mini trampolines, because oh. moving up and down, <laughs> yeah. especially the, that's why your feet have so many toxins usually yeah. is because that's the hardest place to pull stuff up from and get them out of the lymph nodes. So doing a lot of vertical up and down movements moves the lymph in a way that the heart would do if there was a heart for the lymph system. But yeah, so that's why touch works is because if you're massaging it out, you're pushing it towards those those areas that was beautiful so everybody who is listening um use your pen and paper to uh write the following down um that that movement is really critical for the lymph system and that's why you exercise people think you exercise for the muscles and they get an effect but it's hilarious because you don't exercise for the muscles you exercise for the lymphatic system it's that movement which cleanses it, otherwise toxins build up. So that's where the 20, 30 minutes every day is deep physical cleansing. And that's where you, you know, a lot of the sweating comes from when you work out because the toxins are excreting from the inner layers out to the external. And keep in mind as we're saying this stuff, there are deep universal truths and then there are also um, personal views. There are also a lot of routes to get to the same place. 
but when you learn the body, you learn the functionality. So it's part of why we move is to cleanse the lymphatic. And then if you're sitting down and you look at your left arm, what you can do is start at the um, junction of the elbow. Take your right fingers softly, um, don't need a lot of pressure, but softly uh, sweep uh, from the elbow up to the shoulder. Just a couple passes inside, outside. You want to bring the lymph from the uh, extremities in towards the heart, or if it's from the legs, from the base of the legs towards the towards the pelvis. And you start with the humerus, and I can even feel it's a huge change, like I just feel weight moving through my body. After you've moved from elbow to the shoulder, move from the wrist to the elbow. So you're doing your own lymphatic drainage. This is hundreds of dollars of um, massage therapy wisdom that you're getting for free right now. Hmm. So remember how much you're worth, everybody. <laughs> Treat yourself like you're worth more than you can cost possibly comprehend. And then from the tips of the fingers to the wrist. And you'll feel your skin actually soften. Any stickiness and dissolving. And then once you've done fingers to the wrist, then do fingers, tips of the fingers, all the way to the shoulder. Qigong, you can do dry brushing, very similar. I do dry brushing, that's probably my favorite. And yeah, you just get like literally a brush. And I start with the feet, but the goal that I understand at least with dry brushing and also this is as long as you're moving up toward the heart. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of handstands. Yeah. The legs on the wall is like one of the biggest things yeah, I like yeah, to do, and yeah. so what I'll I even kind of like massage my calves nice. yeah. and like come back and down, yeah. and that's that's great circulation. It, it's great for the adrenals, and when mm. I heard that, I was like, dude, I'm doing that all the time. Well, I think we, that was a, one of the first things that we did together, right? Yeah. I was like, you need to just do this for 15 minutes, and you're like, oh my god, it changed my life, <laughs> legs man. On the wall. It changed yeah. my life. How many episodes we, do you think John's brought that up now? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, we uh, whenever we travel together we do that that's like our end of the night routine Faldo right? and I like before we ever traveled together like we, when we were in Costa Rica the first night we just naturally fell into like the best bedtime routine ever yeah. we never had to communicate any of it we just yeah like started journaling start journaling legs on the wall meditate legs on the wall yeah, and then pass and then out. I just like passed out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if you can get two legs on the wall in a day, you start your day off, you end your day, like that's that's a full day right there, right? Like that's, <laughs> yeah, like, that's a good about, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, I, uh... Bosco. <laughs> okay, we'll go back into that. Let's go, let's go, yeah. Okay, all right, so, so... <laughs> ayahuasca is for... I, uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. basically improving your mindset right i guess improving your personal growth improving education what would you look it's a it's a teaching tool right it has those effects but very deeply and then allison can continue um, but like you said it could also have <laughs> negative effects <laughs> ayahuasca and any plant medicine i mean this is deep so everybody gets your deep clothes on <laughs> I just put on my deep gear. Um, you do anything for any result other than the thing itself, you're really not with it. So if you want to get together with a bunch of people and do yoga just because it's how you celebrate the jazz of life, go for it. 
But if you're trying to get together with people to do yoga to try to be healthier, that right there, trying to be healthier, gets in the way of being healthier. Remember where the road of good intentions is, you know, it paves towards. So if you go do ayahuasca because you're trying to be more mentally healthy, you're trying to attain some spiritual goody, you may get glimpses and get that, but it's not the goal. You are the goal, searching for the goal. That means you're searching for yourself. So it's like ayahuasca, similar to money, is an amplifier. It will magnify who you are and what you're doing. So when you're in that space, you can see yourself. And this is where uh, Jonathan's talking that it does have positive uh, benefits for, interesting, note the word benefit and positive are correlate. Um, but it has those effects that you, you can really do a lot of mental work and do years of therapy in the span of <laughs> four hours mm -hmm. and just, you know, imagine the money you'll save and all that. But again, it's not done for that. It's, it, it can happen. So the point I'm making is the following. Notice what you're going into, into it with. Most people talk about the word intention, but it was recently revealed to me that the word intention is very problematic because you break it down in tension. You're literally inside tension, mm -hmm. which means you're carrying the past with you because your intention is always to, you know, get out of the past. That's why I changed the word intention to impact, because you're in pact. You're in a pact, a, a agreement in the present to carry this prayer forward. Pray, purpose really aligns you. So with purpose really aligns you, how I like this is, you have something you want to achieve, want to do, and you hold true to that, then you're going to find out exactly what to do, when to do it, and why to do it. So you can go do ayahuasca, you can go do any of these plant teachers to achieve something, but, you know, again, study your source of movement, your solar plexus. Yeah, right? You have to, you have to be deeper than just saying, I'm going to do this because I want to take a journey. I, mean, I want this to be the answer, and that's yeah, it's not like and, that. But even then, you have to, yeah, like. I think people are afraid to say, I want to just take a journey. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the part that leaving it open-ended is the scariest part, yeah, I think. Yeah, because then you're taken to God knows where. Yeah, and, then that's, and that's just it, God knows where. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and that's the and mystical thing, because you come back yeah. from God knows where. Yeah, but yeah. that's what you deeply, that's truly what you want. Like, the thing is, is whether people are willing to go that route. Mm -hmm. Like really, like say, because think about it. You say, okay, what's what letting if, go? What is? It's letting go. It's like I show you everything. Are you prepared? Mm -hmm. And you just like you said, like, well, I'll be prepared for when I receive that answer. I might not know how to interpret it, but like, I'll be prepared to to be able to download it, and then I can start interpreting it and learning yeah. more about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because imagine, imagine if I show you the meaning of life, would you even understand it? Say that, that one more time. If I showed you the meaning of life, would you even understand? Uh oh. It? You'd, Monty Python would. <laughs> <laughs> One of my good friends that I talked about a lot before heading into last weekend, and I was I was definitely nervous before last weekend, but that was her one her one experience with that plant medicine with Aya was like she went in and her her question was what is the meaning of life and <laughs> and our guest is laughing because as our facilitators last weekend 
were very clear after someone else had a similar intention, which was, <laughs> I want to dissolve into the one. A facilitator said, how was that? And she said, it was excruciating and I wanted to die. And he said, well, now you know next time to say, I want to dissolve into the one with grace. Yeah. Um, so my friend that said, I want to know the meaning of life, came out of it and spiraled into a depression for a long time afterwards because she felt all of it. And you say you want to feel all of it, but you don't understand the immense amount of pain that the everything can experience. And oftentimes that's what you experience because you don't understand it and you asked for it. So it's like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's that too. I, I just know for my, I mean, again, this past weekend was my first experience. Our guest is way more experienced than I am, but yes, PS, 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 I had a fucking blast, yeah. but it was also like, I, I said this to John before we started the show, like I said, I had a blast and on night two, I experienced the crucifixion of Jesus as if I were Jesus. And John goes, yeah, that sounds like a blast. <laughs> and, uh, and for me, it was a thing of, I'm going to go in with these things that I think I want to learn or questions that I want to have but I'm also open. It's the same thing. It's I'm also open to whatever you think you I need to be given. So it's like, I think I want this thing, but there's always room at the end for like, what do you actually want to give me? It's just like John, after I said, told John a little bit of my experience, he said, oh, well, that's why you, you need to be very specific with God, right? Like if you're praying, you need to be very specific about it. Cause you know, but I, I think you can be very specific in your prayers, but leave that extra space at the end for something better to come in. Yeah. And, and so that's just kind of what I focused on all weekend was yeah. like, I think I want to know these things or I think I want to focus on these things. Um, but also like I, I, I use the term your will be done because I come from a Christian background, but it was like, you know, these are the things that I would like to discuss. But also I'm leaving this open to you to make the final decision of what I really need. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a, with manifestation, I always talk about like, you know what you want to manifest. Keeping in mind everybody right now. Uh, he just drank a cup of coffee. It's now in between his legs. He's sitting in Lotus, and now he's talking about manifestation. <laughs> <laughs> <You know> what? <laughs> uh, uh, what was gonna <laughs> I was going to say, so when I talk about manifestation, is like you can set an intention, right? And, uh, and you can even try to visualize what you're going to feel like once that manifests. But uh, the things you can't do is... is give it a time of when it's going to happen and, and a how. Like, like, because if you let those two things go, the universe always conspires to, uh, with you. So I have something to share on that. Um, I, I'll go after if anybody else wants to add. Okay, so I'd like to introduce everybody to the double bind. And if you don't know what this is, research Alan Watts because A, Alan Watts, because B, Alan Watts, because C, Alan Watts, <laughs> exactly. all the way through Z, Alan exactly. Watts. Um, <laughs> just do it. And Terrence McKenna, because do it. Yeah. Um, so the double bind is something very, very special. And it's something uh, a lot of us uh, actually are inflicted upon. So... The double bind is when something is only acceptable, only acceptable if you do it voluntarily, but you're commanded to do it. Mm. So you must love the Lord thy God. Mm -hmm. 
You must love thy neighbor. You must eat your peas and carrots. You must go to the bathroom before breakfast. So on and so forth. And it's this really interesting thing of being commanded to do something that is only acceptable if you do it voluntarily. So the double bind is very, very curious. And to heal the double bind, the only thing you need to do is really be aware that you are always a sovereign being. It is always your choice. And to learn that it is a real thing. And to see when people are inflicting their shoulds upon you. Look up Wookiefoot and look up the song um, uh, Should something like don't you drop your shoulds on me and I won't drop my shoulds on you <laughs> so this this whole thing about um, <laughs> don't force people to do th do things just allow them to do as they will but still request still ask still you know do that but be aware of when you double bind people because <laughs> it's very violent that's very obvious in relationships yeah that's like the starkest example mm -hmm. of like, you should do this because you love me or you should do this because you're my husband or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's a thing that you see a lot. And, and when someone is asking that in that situation, at least in their head, it makes complete sense that like this person should want to do it. And mm -hmm. that's why they're saying, because you're my husband, you should do this. Mm -hmm what the communicator is actually saying is in my head as my husband, that should be your natural inc inclination, mm -hmm. but that's you placing your values on that person mm -hmm. and your actions and what you would do in that situation on them. Mm -hmm. And so one of the hardest things about any sort of relationship or interpersonal communication or interaction is understanding that like you might know very well what your values and your actions and your situation and your choices in that, in that instant might be, but also accepting the fact that that might not be what that other person believes or feels yeah. or acts on. Yeah. Shout out to all the people in a relationship right now. Shout out to all the people with families because, <laughs> whoa, ain't easy. <laughs> well, I think this is coming to a close. Are there any last thoughts? Um, this was probably one of the deeper conversations we've had on the podcast. Mm -hmm. um, it's been much needed, mm -hmm. I think. Um, I always like having a conversation about how you view life because it allows me to interpret it differently, mm -hmm. and then I grow from it. Mm -hmm. And like Allison said before, you build and it stacks, right? So we're always developing. We're always stacks on stacks on we're stacks. always trying to get better. <laughs> we're always trying to improve. And you know, we haven't figured anything out. Yeah, we just kind of said this is working let's go more. It's like the business plan. Like you said, like, it's like, yeah, we're going to start off this way, but we're going to have to adapt. Let's, I mean, let's be very clear. Business plan is in air quotes. And most of it has been Baldo walking into a meeting with me where I'm saying, how are we going to do this? And he goes, I don't know. It just will. And I, flip, <laughs> and I flipped that on him this week. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, we had a meeting about financial goals for the end of the year. Baldo came into the office and he's like, all right, how are we going to do this? And I said, I don't know. It's just going to happen. And then he started laughing. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, fine, fine. Yeah. 
So they're just like anything else in balance. I'm the person that's like, all right, well, let's have a let's have some steps that we're gonna be, at least have to Don't look worry, at. We yeah. came up with steps too. Yeah. Well, I get that, and I I trust the process. And you know, th- like I said, when you take these things. Well, the thing about it is that what we wrote down already changed today. Well, yeah, I get that. That's why I say if I micromanage, I get in the way. So it's like I just let it happen because I know I trust it, right? It's just it's nice to be able to know that the people and the pl- the place the pieces are in place to allow things to to kind of occur and that's that's the idea with life it's a system right you have a system in place that allows you to function on an everyday routine that gets you the function and the improvement and the and the life that hopefully you want out of it and if your routine is not getting you the life you want change your routine right change your routine and what you do every day if you're not happy with where you're at you have every single ability to go every single day and say today i'm going to change this i don't like what i'm eating i don't like the way i feel today starts with the next meal starts with the next bite the next time i fall asleep yep that's a really good correlation back to the memory talk too Mm -hmm. i wanted to associate that with behavior change and habit change because the way I understand how our brains work is that habits are formed because we follow a certain pathway so much that the brain finally says, I'm sick of taking these back roads to work every day. I'm going to build a super highway. Stimulus in, output out. That's a super highway. You hate that habit. You're never going to dismantle that super highway, but you can build a new one in a different direction. And so that can be the same thing with memories is you can either keep taking the super highway of I got in this car wreck and it hurt me. Or and, and that's always how it feels. Or you can say, I got in this car wreck and I'm still alive today to talk about it. And a lot of my intuition, the reason, I never said this to you, the reason why that car wreck in particular was so upsetting to me when it first happened was because I had had recurring visions and dreams of that exact car wreck and that mm. was how I was supposed to die. Mm. 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 So... I think of that now and I realize, oh, that came at a perfect time because it was the day before I left to start my very first stand-up comedy tour. Part of me did die. You know? Maybe it was a symbolism. Uh So (laughs) we'll have to have a a podcast on ESP because I've been reading a lot about it. This is a good conversation because that exact example example happens in the book and describes it very well. Uh, oh, one of the books that I've been reading on the subject, but uh, Tex-Mex is floating right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I found, found it? a way he it yes. he to, me this to levitate. Yes, well, I, I found the practice, like the first step to practice levitation. I told so you guys, gonna, it's I'm happening. Gonna, I'm just going to leave it there. We're going to have group <laughs> levitation. <laughs> I texted you this, he texted this morning. Me this morning. Yeah. Um, it's anyways. possible. Anything's possible. Just remember that. <laughs> yeah, Anything's I found possible. the first step to that, and I was, and it, it was, and it was the connections that I made. But I was like, oh, I, I get it now. Um, but yeah, so now the practice begins. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Guest, well, anything else? Yep, I have a lot to say, but I won't say a lot. So, step one: call your mom today. Tell her you love her. If your mom is dead. No, she's never gone. Still call her and tell her you love her. Step two, do something to show your father you are proud of him and he is proud of you. Step three, remember that Tex-Mex is floating right now. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't even believe me, but he is. So I will have a conversation later. Step four, I'm so grateful to be here, be on the show, everybody listening. My name was said, so maybe just by that statement you know my name now. <laughs> um, 
In conclusion, <laughs> if any of these plant medicines and plant teachers are calling to you, mushrooms, ayahuasca, machuma, peyote, cannabis, tobacco, others unnamed, first step, do your research. Second step, listen to stories. Third step, let go of those stories because they're just tales people tell you. And fourth, go in with and impact what you want to grow from it or just be with and then release it fully so you can receive the blessings or something better. And then lastly, all my link and information will be in the description. So if you want to reach out to me personally, maybe I'll chat with you. Yahoo! <laughs> awesome. Thank awesome. You. Thank you Thank guys you. so much for listening. Blessings. Aloha.